he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> Unhinged. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I am Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We're just happy you're here. So please come join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. You know the drill. All right, guys, let's creep. And today we have two special guests helping us do a little bit of creeping. Please welcome hosts of the Love to See It podcast, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray. Thank you guys for coming on. We are so honored to be here. Thanks for having us. So our first order of business. So last week we talked about how Caitlin claimed Chris Harrison ghosted her. And when that happened, I actually knew in my soul that Chris Harrison was going to take the opportunity the following week to invite Caitlin on because this man will not let someone say anything about him without him commenting on it. Which Also, this man has a podcast that has no concept, so... Um, it's about content. relationships. Hello. <laughs> it's about his relationships <laughs> with all of the Bachelor Nation people that he has shaded in his <laughs> first much. two episodes. It's yeah. still finding its footing very much. <laughs> yeah. That's generous, Jackie. <laughs> I know. We're trying to be nice over here, I guess. <laughs> so I want to play a clip and we can dive on into what was said. But basically, Chris says that it wasn't ghosting at all, and here is his defense for why he never ghosted Caitlyn. There wasn't a ghosting. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't even know if you said I ghosted you, but I didn't. I think that was just clickbait. Yeah. So, yeah. but as far as the ghosting thing goes, that wasn't the case at all. And it had nothing, and I mean nothing to do with you and Tasha hosting the yeah. show. I know that. Um, it, it had to do with the fact that I was going through something extraordinary. And it had really nothing to do, and I don't mean this in a condescending way, it had nothing to do with you or Tasha. And at that time, I needed people in my life and I circled the wagons with people that could be unconditionally loving and caring, people that were reaching out saying, hey, bud, how are you? Are you okay? Mm -hmm. Checking on my kids, checking in on Lauren, making sure she was okay. Mm -hmm. And you weren't equipped to do that because of where you were in all this. Oof. Well, I so okay, thoughts. so I'm sorry. First of all, <laughs> the ghosting didn't happen. Second of all, it wasn't personal when it happened. Right, the non-ghosting <laughs> that didn't happen. When it did happen, it wasn't per- I didn't ghost you except for the fact that like I did, but it it was about you. Yeah, to be clear, <laughs> he absolutely did ghost her, and you can have an explanation for why mm-hmm. you just stopped responding to a friend. But that doesn't totally. mean you didn't do it. Right. I also think yeah. I'm holding on to the wrong thing here, but I come from a background of like entertainment news. I think as you girls do as well, I get so mad when people are like, oh yeah, that's clickbait. It's not clickbait if it's exactly what was said. And while you may not like the word ghosting to describe you no longer answering her, but the definition of ghosting is when you just stop answering someone. So it's not clickbait, it's semantics, and you just don't want it to be called ghosting. People love to call any unflattering headline clickbait. And look, I will acknowledge that oftentimes things are cherry picked out of long podcast conversations. A headline comes out. The context, the tone is missing. I will give them that. But again, Chris Harrison, you did in fact just stop answering Caitlin's texts and then like never talk to her again until Wells and Sarah's wedding. Like, that is a fact. Yeah, I think accurately describing the content of the article in the headline is not 
clickbait, clickbait, except in the sense that all headlines are there to try to get you to click on the article, <laughs> like the worm on the fish hook, like, I guess, but like, that's what the headline is for. It's to make it sound interesting to click on it. That doesn't mean that it's deceptive to say that he ghosted her. He did. You can't just, you can't just not respond to a friend who's reached out multiple times and then months later be like, oh, I didn't ghost you. I was just not responding to you for reasons yeah i mean like and his reasoning it kind of reminded me of like when you break up with an ex like i can no longer be friends with my ex's best friend because it hurts too much to keep that relationship and like i don't blame chris for maybe wanting to not be chummy with caitlin as she literally is taking his job like i i get it but why can't he just say like look i'm sorry i was going through a really dark time and i i didn't mean to not or maybe i did mean to not answer you but like i wasn't in the mental place but i he is essentially saying that while also kind of like blaming caitlin and she's she like apologizes throughout the interview here this is exactly that you just nailed it stephanie this is what bothers me so much about it like yeah he could have said I was in a dark place. I wasn't equipped to be a friend to you. Instead, he's like, you weren't equipped to support me. And Caitlin is so conciliatory the whole time, which kills me. That's what I didn't like is that I feel like Caitlin really just like bent over and was like, yeah, you're right. I'm so sorry throughout this whole thing. And I would have liked her to push back on him because I know she's capable of doing that and holding her own. And I feel like she just like fell into like, Okay. Perfect perfect explanation. Thank you. Why not just be like, I'm sorry I didn't shoot you a text saying like right. we'll reconnect soon. I I'm not, not in a good headspace to talk yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. Wish you the best. I'll I'll reach out soon. Like you can apologize for not doing that. That was fully within your power. It's very simple. I want to get to Caitlin's clip that we're basically referring to, but she kind of backtracks on what she said. Now I went back to the original podcast because I'm like am I crazy it was like gaslighting me I was like did she not really say all this stuff like I'm pretty sure she did because we covered it last week and we played the clips last week on the podcast but I went back and so she backtracks on what she says says it was blown out of proportion in like print articles but I'm like the print articles have the quotes of what you said so again defending the writers but it's so different when it's written down you know and couldn't they have written it down with her tone you know, oh, I thought you were being sarcastic. It. I was like, it's not different at all. What are you talking about? All right. I wasn't getting your sarcasm until the very end there. Okay, so this is what Caitlin said in her defense. First of all, I hate headlines so much because they never tell the full story. They oh, It's always just, you know how it is, right. to get people to just like believe one thing and then they're not going to read the article. I mean, I'm guilty of it. I read headlines all the time and go, oh my gosh. And then I don't read the full article. Um, but in that, in that interview, which I'm actually shocked that it blew up like this, because I feel like I've talked about this before on my own podcast, but what I was saying in it was not that you ghosted me. I was just saying that you and I were so close and when everything went down and then I got this, whatever you want to call it, role of quote unquote mentoring, cause they didn't want to pay me what they pay you to host, um, <laughs> they that I was like oh my gosh I need to talk to Chris that's that was my first reaction I was like I have to talk to Chris all these headlines again are saying Caitlin and Tasha taking over Chris's job and I was like whoa 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 hold the phone and then obviously I was not thinking about what you could be going through 
so I'm only thinking about myself going, he's not texting me back. He must hate me. He's not saying anything to me. Like, obviously I did something wrong. And I just, you know, went into a little self pity party and decided to put the blame on you for a minute. But what I was saying in that interview was it's, it wasn't about me. It, you were going through so much at that time and you probably didn't even know what you wanted to say to me or how to say it. And you, you're not like me. You react with logic. I react with emotion. Stewing. <laughs> I, I'm stewing. I, I actually like had a physical visceral reaction to her saying you react with logic. I react with emotion. Like the idea that your inability to correspond with a friend who has gotten an opportunity that was once yours is not based in emotion is absolutely wild to me. Well, that's what I was thinking too. It's like the logical thing would be to say, hey, like, thanks for reaching out. I'm not in a good place right now, but like check in with you in a bit, like flat out ghosting someone with no explanation and then coming back three months later and being like, what? I never ghosted you. How is that not the emotional, not logical response. Yeah, I wasn't ghosting you. I was just being very logical at that time. <laughs> By There's curling a- <laughs> up and not responding and then gaslighting you after- when I saw you afterwards. Yeah, And she too is like, I don't know where they got that from. Like, I didn't say that you ghosted me. I just said I texted you 10 times and you didn't respond. So like, once again, kind of blaming the media and it just rubs me the wrong way. I- I want to say, now I'm stuck on this too, when she starts out by being like, I hate headlines because they just write them to give this impression and then you never read the article. And I'm like, no, they write the headlines so that you read the article. Yeah, like, we want you to we are, we are actually, as writers, just desperate to find the right headline that will get you to read the words. Yeah. That is all we, we want. We are simply not trying to shape your perceptions through headlines. That doesn't pay our bills. So <laughs> I promise that's not what's going on. And like, Clickbait is if you say Kim Kardashian is carrying a baby and then you click on the article and she's physically carrying like Stormy Webster and she's not right. actually pregnant. That is clickbait. That is getting someone to click under um, incorrect false pretenses. False, exactly. And <laughs> you saying Caitlin Bristow, I was like, okay, what are the headlines? Let me go look up examples. Caitlin Bristow says that she texted Chris Harrison 10 times and he didn't respond. Sounds pretty straight on to me. <laughs> Well, but you don't understand. It was really just like eight texts that were all part of one message. And they, we should have put that in the headline. Wait, let's explain that for people that didn't re- uh, listen to this interview. Yes. So Chris actually has the audacity to say she didn't text me 10 times. Seven or eight of those messages were actually her saying like, typo, uh, let me, oh, grammatically incorrect. Oh, I meant to send this. I don't believe that. Like, I really don't. And if that was like, why did you feel... He's so on the defense. Like, why did you feel you needed to clarify that? You still didn't respond regardless. Even if she sent you one or two texts. Well, I once had an ex that I wrote. He didn't write me back. I gave up on him. And then a week later, I was like, well, you didn't respond to me for a week. And he's like, no, I didn't respond to that one message. And I'm like, but if you are knowing that you saw that message and you're purposely waiting a week, you didn't respond to me for a week. Like, stop What is this game? Why is Chris Harrison playing like fucking games? Also, like what other messages are there? You know what I mean? It's like, well, I didn't respond to that one message. It's like, right. The one that I sent you that was waiting for a response. The only message. Truly the only thread of communication. Like, were you responding to me on other platforms? No. So what what do you mean? Yeah. 
I think ultimately if Caitlin doesn't want things to get into the headlines, she just maybe shouldn't say certain things because yes. we'll get to the stuff she said about Nick in a little bit because Nick has responded and he's not happy about it. But before we get to that, another thing she said in this Chris Harrison podcast was um, that her set, her planning her wedding to Jason is not a priority. But then she gets mad when people think that there's trouble in paradise. So this is what she said about where she stands on wedding planning. So it's we're, we suck. Like we just <laughs> honestly, anytime we go to sit down to talk about it, we literally want to do something else. And that sounds so terrible because it should be a priority, but it doesn't feel like one. And we're both okay with that. Well, that's like, all, that's all that matters. Yeah, I feel like, you know, it's there's so much noise about like, well, why don't you guys talk about the wedding or why is there not a wedding happening? And it's like, I don't need to prove our relationship to you through a wedding. Like that's, I don't know. I just don't. We both literally sat down the other day to maybe go through like start a guest list. And then we're, we saw Yahtzee and like a bottle of wine. And we're like, should we just play Yahtzee? And like, I mean, sometimes y- Yahtzee is a good time though. So I don't uh, blame her so Honestly, much. I found this really charming. <laughs> It reminded me of like grown up Andy and April from Parks and Recreation, where they're just like, we could plan a wedding or we could eat mac and cheese out of a Frisbee. Like one seems more fun to me. So we're going to do that one. What I don't get is like, you know, marriage isn't for everyone. But but then why did you get engaged? And like, if this was a couple that came from The Bachelor, like when it was her and Sean, she got a lot of pushback for like, why aren't you planning the wedding? What's going on? This was someone that you've dated in the real world. I have here, um, they got together, their first date was in 2018. They've been official since 2019. They got engaged in 2021. Why isn't it a priority? I don't think it's that crazy for people to be confused why it's not a priority. You're not a couple that just came from the show. So is something... Missing end, you have more money at your disposal to hire anyone to take this burden off of you. I did not have that. And I feel like there's a lot of people that don't have that. I mean, that is the trade-off, right? That if you're going to be famous for your romantic relationships, people are going to have questions about them and be curious about them. And it's hard to blame people for being invested in that aspect of your life when that is kind of what you're selling them a lot of the time. I get the frustration if you're like, we're good. I don't want people to think that we're constantly breaking up because we we haven't sent out wedding invitations. But there's a reason people are asking, and it's because that's what you've been kind of selling to them. Well, in the same breath, they'll, they'll do an ad as a couple. And t- like you're saying, take advantage of the fact that you are a Bachelor Nation couple that people love and want to follow. Yeah, I just think that's the fundamental tension of being a public couple and coming from a show like The Bachelor where your romantic life is the number one thing people are invested in. On the other hand, I kind of appreciate her candor and just being like, there are a variety of ways to be a happy couple. And a wedding is one way to mark that commitment. And there are a bunch of other ways. And like, if they want to stay engaged for 10 more years, like, I don't really give a shit. I also don't think it's weird for people to be like, what's going on, right? Like both of those things can coexist at the same time. I I do find it funny that like Caitlin is just like a very chatty person and does a lot of media and also does not want headlines. And it's like those things just fundamentally aren't compatible when you're a public figure. Like you have to accept the headlines if you're going to 
do the public speaking. I don't like I like you. I don't care if you actually get married or not, but it just seems odd. I don't think it's abnormal for fans to kind of raise an eyebrow like what's going on here. What do you think, Jackie? Yeah, I don't think it's abnormal for people to I mean, I feel like I'm also I'm one of the biggest questioners of their relationship because we haven't seen a lot of um forward motion with their wedding and stuff, but at this same time, I feel like, like you said, I think two things can be true. We can have all these questions and want answers and we feel invested because we know Caitlin from the show and she has a very public persona. But at the same time, if she's good with like, this is not a priority. We're both busy. I know how I feel about Jason. I, Jason knows how he feels about me. Like, I don't need to prove anything to you. I also think that's fine too. I just wish she wouldn't then feel like she has to defend herself because she. the reality is she doesn't. I'm going to sit here and like yeah. speculate yeah. all I want and like think about it. But Caitlyn does not have to respond to me. She can go live her life and do whatever she wants to do. And if she, I just wish she didn't feel like she had to keep explaining herself because she doesn't. You guys don't want to get married? You want to stay engaged for 50 years? Go off. Like, that's great. Can I remind everyone they got engaged on her podcast, though? The proposal was on the podcast. So I, I don't like that's mm. another factor. Fans are invested. We literally... He surprised her while she was recording and we listened to the proposal. Well, that's why I'm skeptical of the relationship because so much of it is so much like, let's get our bag. So if there was problems, they're not going to break up. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they might. I mean, I think that was also <laughs> that often comes up with bachelor couples like Caitlin and Sean that like to be in a bachelor couple is to be in a business together mm-hmm. and you can often do a lot of things, monetize a lot of things that a single person coming off the show can't. And so when you see people, yeah, like get engaged and then nothing really moves forward, you're like, okay, so you got all the engagement, like Spawn Con done, you got all of these social ads done, and now you're just like cruising? Um, or is this like a real relationship that you've, you know? It actually feels very similar to the ending of her and Sean. Like these rumors would happen. She was like very stressed out, would post about how she was really anxious about things. Then they would break, they broke up. And then it later came out that for the last year of the relationship, it was absolute hell for her. So I'm just, it just feels very similar to that moment in time. So I'm just wondering, but obviously I hope they, yeah, I don't know. I hope they work it out. Yeah. It's (laughs) impossible to know. And like, I think that's why I've just tried to kind of divorce my investment in some of these things and just been like, they're going to do what they're going to do. They're going to share what they want to share. I wish all of these couples the best. Like, I'm going to just like retreat a little bit because I think it can be. Unsubscribe. Yeah, it can be a little (laughs) crazy making to have a level of investment and then not get the answers that you want and also try to respect the boundaries of the real people behind it. Like, I just think it gets really thorny. Um, I also just, I hate to be on divorce or breakup watch. Like if they are on the rocks, then it seems like it probably doesn't make it easier for them to figure things out. If they aren't, that probably sucks for them. And yet what that means is that I'm always the last person to acknowledge that a breakup is about to happen. I'm like, no, I'm sure it's fine. They just never post together anymore for like six months and they never talk about each other. And maybe they're just really private. And then I look like an idiot. Yeah, I think my formal opinion is I'm on to you guys. I'm watching. We've been talking about this on the podcast for a while. But if you're happy and doing your thing, like, that's fine. Tell me to shut up. You know, Maybe they need a gel blaster gun, though, Jackie, and they can just shoot at each other. And that and will really bring the relationship revive back together. 
I don't know if well, you guys saw that. We talked about it last week or the week before. Jade and Tanner doing their ad for gel blaster guns. And they're like, wow, this is really what you need to keep one. a relationship alive. I'll be buying a gel blaster gun to shoot my boyfriend. Good. Be prepared to yeah. spice things up later that night, though, because it does wait. wonders for relationships. I think um, toy gun makers are trying to repair their image after the Love is Blind situation with with Cole and Zineb, <laughs> where he, like, ruined their relationship by shooting Nerf guns at her while she was cooking chicken. Oh, um, God, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, they need to do damage control. They're like, this can actually be good for a relationship sometimes. <laughs> so keeping on the topic of Caitlin... On the original Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast, she talked about how producers sexualized Nick to her and almost essentially brainwashed her into thinking he was the sexual being. So when you say shit on podcasts, you know, everyone comes out and are making their own opinions about it. So Nick's producers on his podcast told him about it. And this was his response. And was she suggesting that because someone asked her... uh... I guess what my breath smells like or how I tasted that from that she moment forward. She had no opinions she herself. Had, she was incapable yeah. of decision making. Also, that was just so gross. Mm-hmm. Like that description. I was like, mm, we yeah. I'm sure lived. it probably had. I'm sure it was true. I'm sure it was true that that producer was dying to make out with me. But <laughs> I think that it is probably true that producers yeah. say shit like that. Not necessarily that they actually want to make out with Nick so bad, but that they're trying to like. Amp up. the experience yeah that doesn't that doesn't that, surprise I, I would me absolutely believe that i don't think that it means yeah i don't think it means that the producer was actually sexually attracted to nick i think that it means that they will use whatever tools are at their disposal to to make someone seem like a greater object of desire if it fits the narrative I don't think that they like inceptioned that into Caitlin's brain. Like no. they were into each other before he came That's on the, the thing. show. They had a relationship before the show. She's like, you literally went onto the show to date her because you guys had a relationship prior. So to then, I think it's just kind of like what we're saying. Maybe she's just, you know, chatty and you do word vomit. Like I've said things that I don't mean, like I don't knock her for that. But she said that she said this is not clickbait. She said that she was brainwashed and and that what they did made her feel like he was a sexual being. Is that the case or were you talking to him prior and you already felt those things? Like clearly she was already into him. Yeah. I think it can also be true. Right. Again, that, two things at once. Right. <laughs> that like production again massaged a narrative, heightened her confusion over who she wanted to pick. I think it's that's their job, odd. and like right, part of it, and it's not even that hard to to goose a little bit because like, how many of us have been like, I'm more attracted to that guy because everyone else thinks he's cute than like right. than if people are like him, you're into him, I might be less, you know, see him as less of a sexual prize. Like it's easy to put those dynamics into play as a producer. At the same time, I remember when he joined the show, like he just showed up. I remember like it's seared into my brain her expression oh, when yeah. they did her in the moment. She's like, it's Nick. Like she was already that excited. They had been talking secret. They'd been like having secret phone calls and stuff. Like while she was starting Filming. to film. Yeah. They had a they had a charged relationship. Like they've both admit admitted that very openly. So it's odd to now say that you were brainwashed. Like I'm sure, again, you were influenced by production. That doesn't mean 
that you didn't have an attraction to Nick outside of that producer's comment. No, totally. I said this last week and I'll say it again. I feel like Caitlin loves to pretend like she didn't actually like Nick. And it's like, you're not even with Sean anymore. So just own yeah. that you did. Like, I don't get why we're still playing this game. She loves to be like, no, that was weird for me. It's like, he is hot. Like you can, you can like own that you liked him. I just really don't understand why she's like still like dies on that hill. Yeah, it's so tempting, I think, to be like, now that I have the egg, or like, now mm. that I feel weird about it, I I no longer want to like cop to it. But that doesn't mean it wasn't real at the time. Like, yeah. you, and unfortunately for you, it was very public, and we all know about it. Yeah. But it's kind of hard to breaks. backtrack when we have the footage, but whatever. <laughs> but we've all listen we've all been into a guy that we later found so embarrassing that's oh, okay oh my gosh like mortified <laughs> literally mortified if you're listening hey babe <laughs> but like no you there know are who you that are I, people that i literally like that i'm like i was literally bored i'm sorry so i get it attraction is a funny thing you know and it comes and goes it is what it is it doesn't mean you were brainwashed Right. Oh, yeah. No, I, I mean, I was totally mm-hmm. brainwashed in college when I dated that guy because my roommate had a boyfriend and I felt lonely. No, I was totally brainwashed. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for helping us creep this week. If you guys want to check out more of Claire and Emma, you can head over to their podcast. Actually, why don't you guys tell them? Tell our listeners where they can find you. You can find Love to See It with Emma and Claire wherever you listen to podcasts. And we are on Twitter and TikTok at Love to See It Pod and Instagram at Claire and Emma Pod. And then you can find me individually at Emma Lady Rose and Claire at Claire E. Fallon. Awesome. And we actually recapped with them this week. So, so fun. Go check that recap out over there. I mean, (laughs) what a treat. We get to hang out with you twice for Jackie three times actually in a week. I know. Well, okay, wait. Do you guys want to tell them what happened real quick? Tell them what happened. Last we, we got to witness live SpawnCon featuring <laughs> Serena and Joe, who I will say are, are quite adorable. Mm-hmm. Grocery store Joe is so hot in person. I was like, whoa, oh I'm God, surprised this is you're crazy. saying that. I know. I wanted to talk to you about it because I have been so like, <laughs> grocery store Joe gives me the ick ever since he's been on <laughs> clickbait. He's like pushing the narrative too hard. Um, but I changed my tune. I was like, whoa, I get it now. Um, I think he's much cuter in person and in small doses than when you're just like listening to him talk about how other people in Bachelor Nation are not as good as him for like 100%. an hour. 100%. <laughs> Wait, so you guys, we were all invited to an event, just so the listeners know. Yes. We were invited to an event. I didn't go, but Jackie, Emma, and Claire went, and Joe and Serena were hosting it. But I think it was, was it sold? Like you got to like hang out with them in an intimate setting? What was it? I literally have no clue. It Honestly, the details were extremely vague. It was like a date night tequila party they did say they're like oh it's very intimate only 20 people and i thought serena and joe were gonna like present more like date night things and like be there for longer but they literally came from the back did a commercial for 30 seconds and like okay we have dinner reservations bye no really and you know what honestly have to respect it i'm like get your bag you must have been paid a lot for and this. also now i know the key to saving my relationship <laughs> is pre-mixed margaritas in a bottle and gel blaster so, guns Yes, all you exactly. need. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. We This won't be the last time, so we will be in touch. Oh, my God, please. We'd love to come back. Awesome. Okay, well, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.
Bye. Bye. Okay, I need to tell you, I tried HelloFresh for the first time last week, and I was so proud of the outcome. I nicknamed myself Hello Steph. So I am not a chef by any means, but the meal that I made was literally, literally restaurant quality. I could not believe I made it myself because I can barely handle like peanut butter and jelly. Oh my God. Wait, you, I need to hear everything. What did you make? I made something called Takaria chicken bowls. I'm probably butchering that pronunciation, but so good. And what I love, they send you these pre-portioned ingredients and step-by-step -step directions on how to make everything. And it, everything's labeled. So it's pretty foolproof because I, like I said, I can barely make a sandwich. So like step aside Guy Fieri, Stephanie Parker's coming for your job. If I have everything laid out for me, like cooking for dummies, I could take you on. And the best part about HelloFresh too is you're not wasting time like looking up recipes and then going to the grocery store to find every single ingredient, waiting on the checkout line, all of that stuff. And especially like as one person, it's so annoying to have to buy like a whole container of a spice or something when I know I'm literally going to use it like the littlest bit one time for one recipe. So HelloFresh has delicious meals that are ready in less than 15 minutes. You can enjoy taste and quality done with recipes like they have falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with Bernays sauce or Southwest pork and bean burritos. Yum. You'll only find quality ingredients in HelloFresh's recipes. So in fact, ingredients travel exactly from the farm to your home in less than seven days so that you know that they are fresh. HelloFresh makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. And now that I've tried it myself, I understand why it's America's number one meal kit. Like it really is. It was fun to do. It literally tasted better than a meal that I've gotten out in restaurants. And I felt like really cool that I could actually cook. Like again, Guy Fieri, shaking in your boots right now. And if I could do it, you guys can do it. So we are offering you guys a discount code so you could see for yourself. I hope you guys try it because I actually really did enjoy it. Go to hellofresh.com slash she's all batch 65. Code she's all batch 65 will get you 65% off plus free shipping. That's hellofresh.com slash she's all batch 65. Okay, we have to get into recap mode because this was a really good episode. Now I'm excited to talk about it with you. Recap mode engaged. Dun, dun, dun. I don't even know where to start. So I watched this episode and then I texted Jackie and said that was one of the best episodes mm -hmm. I've watched in, I don't even remember the last time I saw an episode that I was that interested throughout the entire duration. I was actually pretty surprised to get that from this early on in a season, let alone Zach's season. Me too, because I watched it a little bit after you, and when you had texted me that, I'm like, what could have possibly happened week three that would have made this so good? Like, what is she talking about? And I too was very engaged with every single segment, and that rarely happens. Yeah. Even as we get towards the end there, it really only is like the end of the episode that can get so juicy, but this, I really loved every single date. I had a great time. It was I a wonderful Monday night. The drama that is happening, it, while it probably is still manipulated by producers, it doesn't feel mm -hmm. forced and fake. Like, Zach really did choose to have an overnight date with Katie on their first one-on-one -on -one date. And it's yeah. very early on in the season. And we had to watch the real and raw reactions of the girls. And, like, that's so much more compelling than, like, Champagne Gate. Or, like, whose champagne was it? Hannah Ann's or Kelsey's? Like, that's just so trivial and dumb versus this is like actually mm -hmm. a real issue that could maybe carry on with whoever Zach picks. Totally. Producers, like, take notes because I, it's like, obviously I know that they could have booked this date for daytime. Like, they chose to put it at nighttime to 
to facilitate some sort of messy situation. But this is a messy situation that's at least genuine to the people there versus like, I don't think anyone cares besides Kelsey, maybe about that stupid champagne. But they all just like got the I feel like they edited that together even after it had even happened to be a a thing because they needed a thing. This, I believe, was actually an issue in the house while it was happening. And you know what's funny? In comparison, think about how much time was spent on the stupid trivial like shrimp gate, champagne gate versus this Katie and Zach sleeping over together on a one-on-one is way more dramatic, way more compelling. And we got maybe like 20 Mm -hmm. minutes of it. Like it wasn't a super focused storyline but yeah yeah no it was good let's get do you want to talk about that part first let's get into it sure well first we hear um jesse say that it's not going to be a daytime date he's like the first day the first day card is not today it's because it's oh, tonight. Yeah. Not and we're today. like, he loves setting up a good dramatic yeah. moment that isn't actually dramatic. Like, so Katie has to wait a few more hours until her date begins. That's not actually that crazy. Also, usually the one-on-one dates are a daytime portion and then a nighttime dinner. So just because they had a sleepover, they couldn't have, like, they couldn't go to the museum during the day. Or, like, Allie's date was, like, jam-packed with seven different dates. Katie couldn't go, like hiking during the day and have a museum sleepover at night? Why did hers have to be just night? Who makes the rules? Well, I guess it's still technically like the same amount of hours, right? If she's having a nighttime date, because they definitely didn't sleep. So she's still getting like a full 12 hour situation. I just think it was their way of being, of putting more emphasis on the fact that it was like, this is a nighttime date, guys. Like, they're fucking. No, totally. I kind of wish though that there was more aftermath of all of the nighttime date finasco stuff because like it happened and as it was happening I was like oh my god everyone's gonna freak out like and I thought when I was watching it that this was the big drama that you had told me about because I watched it after you and you texted me so I'm like oh my god like someone's gonna freak out like she's gonna say that she slept with him and someone's gonna leave and it definitely ruffled some feathers people were upset but Katie was too classy to really like say whether or not she did sleep with Zach. So then it kind of like died there and everyone loves Katie. So they were just like, okay, it's fine. We move on. Mm-hmm. I would have liked Katie to come back with her ruffle hair and be like, yeah, we hooked up yeah. and see what happens there. It's this and it big. Happen. But no, we don't know any information mm-hmm. about Zach's penis. We are left in the dark because Katie doesn't kiss and yeah. tell. So we get to the museum and Katie actually um, was like hyping up the building before she knew what it was. She's like, this is amazing. And I'm like, it's just a building. I mean, it looks pretty. Oh, it's a pretty building though. It looks sure. like, I don't know. Pretty building. Nice. I love a good building. Okay. Do you yeah. just like walk down the streets of Manhattan and like gaze at everything? Like literally, yes. A actually. concrete jungle. Yeah. I mean, Architecture is. is great. Concrete jungle where dreams are made of. Seriously. Um, especially during COVID. That was my favorite activity. No, I don't. I, don't I would listen to that. a podcast about the neighborhood that I was in, and I would learn about it and walk around wow. and see all the different buildings. Oh, like your I own know. little tour guide, guys. I'm not like anti-building or anything. I just think, <laughs> or anti-walking. No, I'm a big walker. <laughs> I just think sometimes on this show, there's a lot of like, wow, that's amazing. It's a fruit basket, and it's a lot of emphasis on things that maybe you wouldn't mm-hmm. call amazing in your regular day-to-day life, but. They walk up to the, the yeah. museum and Zach pulls out like the Fisher Price key that they use for all the fa- fantasy suite dates. And I just, I don't get what the bit is. Like, we don't need to see that you have the, the key. They're just like, walk in. We'll understand that you got in. We, we're we not going to question whether or not you broke in. That the door is unlocked. Yeah. Like, yeah. you don't, so you don't need to show us like the key that unlocked my diary like you don't yeah but I feel I feel like it is part of the bit in the same way that the key is in the fantasy suite like 
he's the bachelor and he has keys. Well, can they get a normal key? No, that's the bit. You're not getting the bit. Like, it wouldn't be as fun as he had a little, little tiny metal key. Or if he unlocked it with his phone or something. Because it is 2020. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's definitely, like, a keypad that you needed to know the code. And I don't think that door, to get into this, like, massive museum, it's that little swing door. No. There definitely... There's definitely another door. That could just one of the doors, though. What door do you think is the grand entrance? I don't know. That's definitely the main door. Not the one-person swing door that gets in with a fucking Fisher-Price key. I think there's probably a bigger entrance that would have been more more amazing to Katie had they walked in Mm. through, like, the revolving door that, like, goes in a big circle. Yeah. Have you ever been to the New York Museum of Natural History? You walk in and there's a huge dinosaur skeleton thing that would have been way more dramatic as opposed to them just walking in you know what I mean as far as like dramatic entrances that's a dramatic entrance with the dinosaur I feel like Ross Geller would love this date I made this comparison on Twitter and apparently a lot of people agreed but Ross and Rachel do it for the first time at a museum on Friends they literally had the same one on one date they literally had the same one like on it one actually date. was the literally same date are the bachelor producers copying well you know what the undercover thoughts is listening to us he's like dude they always have friend references maybe we should watch an episode he puts in Mm. a dvd and he's like wait ross took rachel on a one-on-one date here this is kind of a romantic vibe undercover thoughts buy our merch you know what they're gonna do for like the (laughs) yeah seriously at the end of the season they're gonna have a situation where zach's gonna propose and then zach's ex walks in and then they end up having dinner together and then the ex is gonna come back to Zach's place of work and say I still love you and I want to marry you and then it's going to be a whole is that Carol episode no that's when Monica is, gets dinner with Chandler and Chandler's going to propose but then Richard shows up and then Richard shows up at her oh, um, I'm sorry that totally I thought you were talking about museums still oh no I was just talking about dates that happen on Friends oh okay because that's okay. going to be the next one they okay. steal so they spend the night they have a little tent that they have two single beds mm-hmm. because it's the fantasy suite and no 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 you don't get to sleep in the same bed yet until America says you can and you cannot until fantasy suites however Zach is feeling frisky and wants to push the beds together do you think they did have sexual intercourse I really don't I don't know why I'm gonna say no yeah I don't think so either well just because they're so exposed like it's not a fantasy suite technically where they're like handing over their mics and um like they're probably still being filmed that whole time even though it's just like filming the tent <laughs> the awkward guy outside the tent as they're like doing it from behind yeah so Katie walks back into the house the next morning her bags are still there the girls wake up early Katie walks in and it just reminds me of that TikTok sound the hey. This is where I thought things were going to get a little bit crazier. Like, instead of it being the awkwardness of that TikTok sound, like, they wanted to know details. Mm. Yeah, it it makes me question their interest in Zach. Right. Because they really are, and we can get to it, I guess, when we talk about some of the other things that happened in this episode. They're really into, like, friendship and their friends. And I mean, Jackie, their best what? friend got sent home. You got to feel bad for them. Two of their best friends got sent home. And their Christina. best friend that they've known for 48 hours. I know, but the, their got best sent home. friends. You don't make bonds like that with just anyone. Yeah, I don't know if it's just with the whole Katie coming in thing, whether they don't really like Zach that much or these girls are so invested in coming off the right way and obviously like that's a bad look if a girl comes in has a great fantasy suite date and you're like 
openly being very negative and like jealous towards her like that's not gonna look good on tv and maybe they're all very conscious of that i don't know but you know what no one's mad at zach and i could see it's i don't think it's crazy to kind of be bugged with like hey why did you do that that's kind of makes me feel a little shitty yeah. that you chose to have an overnight date with someone so early on while i'm still here mm-hmm. picturing myself as one of the women yeah, but, like, as if he has a choice of what the date was going to be. Like, they know that. This is why I'm liking Zach a little bit more. While he's not giving us, like, the caddy drama, like, he said he does not like drama whatsoever. If a producer says, like, hey, what about having an overnight? He's, like, down to do that. And I appreciate that because that's the type of drama we need to keep this franchise afloat. Mm-hmm. Do you think he really had a say? I guess. I guess he can always say no and be like, no, we're going to go home just late at night. Well, if you guys check out our Patreon Fantasy Suite episode, you will learn that, you know, for all we know, they did go home. I mean, I I don't think they did in this situation. True. But there are several Fantasy Suite episodes where we see something Mm -hmm. on TV and then it's been revealed after the fact that that's not actually what happened. So, patreon.com slash she's all batch. Maybe they didn't sleep there. Maybe they put the beds together, had a few hours of talking, and then they went to their separate hotel rooms, but then they were like, Katie, you still need to put on those pajamas and you, we need to mess up your hair a little bit. Go. Go back in Well, the I think that... I also could see that That happening. could happen. I don't think that's what happened here. Like, I do think they spent the night. I don't think they slept together. I think they just, like, got to know each other a little better, maybe got a little handsy, but I don't think they took it too far. Yeah, but, like, how did they brush their teeth? Like, how did they do their skincare and brush their teeth? He, when he's like, do you want to stay the night here? Like, my first thought would be like, fuck. Like, I need to go home and get some of my shit. But hopefully, like, a producer brought a yeah. little bag of, like, essentials. And what? She washed her face in the museum bathroom? Yeah. Where else are you going to do it? I know. It's just, like, that seems horrible. <laughs> I don't know. Times. A hotel. Well, we move over to the Bachelor Bowl. dun 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 Because like, apparently that's a thing that we do all the time. News to me. Like, they're really trying to make the Bachelor Bowl a thing. What I couldn't wrap my head around is, like, again, these girls are not mad at all with Zach. And not saying they should or shouldn't be, but I there wasn't one person that wanted to pull him aside and, and maybe question him. Like, like, no one brings it up to him. He doesn't have to... I, I just find that interesting that these girls are literally sacking themselves to the ground and crying when they don't win over a man that was in bed with someone else the night prior. If it was even the night prior. It was probably like 10 hours. But I don't think it makes a difference whether it's like in the fantasy suite or a few weeks before like in the same thing in Caitlyn's case and that's what this was here you know I don't think it was his choice <laughs> yes okay. they're like sleep in this tent like the you're right we don't know what they necessarily did but um well anyway so we move over yeah, to this okay. bachelor bowl date like you said apparently they're doing this every season that's news to me I usually don't pay attention to these types of dates but this one was kind no of fun. I usually hate them yeah it was more entertaining than normal. I will say, um, I appreciated Anastasia f- faking her little injury so that she could spend more time with Zach. That's what I would be doing Good if move. I was in the Bachelor Bowl because I don't want to get tackled. I- I'm surprised that more people don't get like very hurt when they do this because they're tackling each other hard. And I know they're wearing pads, but like, how much can the pads really help? I don't know. I mean, people are getting tackled so hard they're peeing their pants. But how does that even work? What, peeing ne- your pants? Well, I haven't really been tackled much. Well, being tackled so that you pee your pants. Not to say I'm an expert on being tackled, but like. 
I'm an expert on peeing my pants. That doesn't seem like the events are correlated, Mm -hmm. you know? Christina was obviously really thriving in this group date. She had all the sound. First off, she clearly is very athletic. She had all the sound bites. She was there like she's like, I am going to be the center of the tension on this group date. I did think it was hilarious though when she was like, I've been doing CrossFit since I was 11 years old. Who signed off on that? Who were your parents? You should not be allowed to do that. I, I, actually, no, I'm sure you're not allowed to do that as an 11-year-old. You cannot show up to CrossFit. Who let be her? lifting, and like, doing, like, like, deadlifts. Yeah, in CrossFit, aren't they, like, flipping tires and shit? Like, how are you letting this 11-year-old? Yes, it's, like, like, so intense. Like, go do your homework. Why are you there? Right, it's not like an 11-year-old joining you in, like, a Zumba class. Like, CrossFit is, I've never done it, but it's, like, scary. They lift, like, heavy, heavy, heavy things. Yeah. So I don't think 11-year-olds are allowed. So... Honestly, first red flag for Christina. I actually really liked her, and, like, we can get into, um, you know, whether she deserved to go home or not, but, ma'am, you're lying about doing CrossFit. 11-year-olds can't do that. She's not lying. That's a red flag. We don't know she's lying. Well, she clearly wasn't 11 and doing it. I know she was lying. We don't know what if she's lying or not. She could be doing, like, CrossFit at home or something. You can't do CrossFit at home. <laughs> you need to lift the tire. She has tires in her backyard, and she's lifting them. Maybe she's doing, like, an online video that says CrossFit. Or she's Wait, doing CrossFit Junior. She's like Clayton. Remember something? when Clayton was like, I'm working from home 12 hours a day, but then he was a personal trainer, and we are like, well, wait, how do you do personal training from home? Maybe... Like, she's doing that. She's doing CrossFit from home, the digital version. Yes, stranger things have happened, but something's not right in that sentence. We should... We should look into it. Zach was right to have an eye on that. If we ever have Christina on the podcast, that would be... That's question number one. Who signed your your waiver to get there? Like, you have to, like, get a fucking permission slip to go to, like, the planetarium. You have to get a permission slip Mm -hmm. to go to CrossFit at 11. And a ride. Right. And what? Your parents, like, drove you there, dropped you off? Or did you walk? Like... So she probably options. sprinted there if she's really into CrossFit. As an 11-year-old <laughs> down the street to CrossFit, yeah. I'm just picturing an 11-year-old Christina at CrossFit, and it does not add up. Yeah. Well, weirder things yeah. happened later this night. So Bailey confronts Zach about their regression. And I think this was supposed to be strategic, but it completely backfired. And didn't this just happen with someone else the episode prior? This just happened night one with Madison, who, like, remember when she, like, kisses him and she doesn't know if, she, if he really wanted to kiss? And then she brings it up to him, like, do you not feel the connection? And instead of him just being like, oh, like, it's okay. Like, we're going to get to know each other better. He's like, actually, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. I don't feel the connection. Boom, you're gone. Bailey does the same thing. And, like, I thought Bailey was going to hometowns. She brings up the fact that she thinks they regressed. And he's like, yeah, you know what? We have. Peace, bitch. Did not see that one coming. Well, and also the fact, too, with night one, like, Zach was the one who kissed her right out of the limo. And I remember us kind of, like, breaking that down. Like, has that happened before? Like, I don't know. That's kind of crazy. So that's why I also thought Bailey was really untouchable for a very long time. I do think we all learned a valuable lesson here, though, which is if you think... (sighs) that the lead is not that into you, never ask them about it. Like, literally keep your mouth shut. And then what I would suggest you do, go start being friends with the producers. Like, start giving them the sound bites they want so that they want to keep you around. And you'll make it a few more weeks. Because if you ask the lead, you're like, wait, do you like me? They'll be like, no, bye. That's the rule. But the exception is Christina Mandrell because she was a producer – dream and she still got the boot so I feel like all bets are off like I feel like I'm watching an episode of MTV Diary like you think you know but you have no idea I have no idea Mm -hmm. what's going on like even with jumping to the end but the rose ceremony it's like one person left 
I, I literally stopped watching. I was just like on my phone. I'm like, God, mm-hmm. like the classic Bachelor situation. They leave to the last one. And then he says, did he say like, is there a Penelope? Why did I think the last person was Penelope? Like, no, Mercedes. Mercedes. Mercedes was the last one. And I, that's, I shot up out of my seat. And I think that's when I texted you and I was like, holy shit. First of all, Zach, in the one week since you went on the one-on-one date, you completely lost the spark based on other people saying shit to you. I'm just surprised producers didn't say, like, you have to keep Christina. I thought she was bringing great drama and great entertainment. She wasn't Mm -hmm. vibing with the other girls, but not in a shrimp gateway. Yeah, that's more manufactured conflict, whereas, like, this was genuine conflict, and we can kind of break that down, too, Mm because I... I quite frankly don't even know if Christina deserved it. But what that leads, the whole thing of sending her home, I'm like, well, clearly Zach didn't actually like her as much as they made us think. Right. If just one hearsay moment was was enough for him to be like, eh, no, never mind. Because I really thought he liked her, but I guess clearly he didn't. Because I think if there was any chance that he still kind of liked her, he would have kept her and producers would have pushed for him to keep her. Yeah, so I, I was really shocked. While I was expecting her to get the last rose and I was shocked when she didn't, I'm surprised more so that like that wasn't just pushed along a little bit because that would have been great for another mm. week of this. I keep feeling like they yeah. keep sending people home that are bringing good drama. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. You gotta hang on to well, some. So what do you think about the whole thing with Christina at... Um, where were they? Oh, they were actually at Clifton's, which fun fact, I had my 25th birthday there, LOL. They had a tiki room at the top and... I, my hair got lit on fire because I was so drunk. Dramatic. Anyway, I literally was like, you know how there was like candles at the bar and I'm like, excuse me, and I like another pina colada and literally my hair w- like fell into the candle. So there's like a flame on my hair and the, the bartender's like, ma'am, <laughs> ma'am, you're on fire. I'll give you any more alcohol. <laughs> like you need to leave. It was the end of the night anyway. But um, what was I saying? Oh, so the whole thing with Christina, was she annoying? Yes. Do I get why the other girls don't like her? Yes. Is that enough to be sent home like in my opinion no I don't think she was doing anything like that vicious or something like huge and groundbreaking like she has a boyfriend at home didn't come out about her like she was just being annoying and if Zach really liked her I don't get why that was grounds for dismissal agreed and I think you just gave everyone a brief synopsis of what they can expect if they listen to Nick's recap of this episode so thank you for doing that is she a villain yeah is she good tv sure should Zach have kept her around yeah why not But yeah, like I don't think she actually was doing anything that bad. Like Clayton kept Shanae for a couple of weeks with the whole, that storyline going. Yeah, and Shanae was being like deliberately like vicious or like, I don't know. We would see clips of Shanae like crying to the girl saying she was sorry and then she'd get in her IT and be like, I'm not sorry, hoes. Like Mm. blah, blah, blah. Christina didn't say any of that. She was just kind of like... I don't know. We talked about this before, like whether she was like intentionally being malicious to rub it in people's faces or if she's someone who like just can't read a room or she was really drunk. Like she's just naive, I think. Mm -hmm. That like she just doesn't have like the self-awareness that people may not want to hear over and over about how great your date was. Yeah. I said this on the Love to See It podcast, which we did a recap with them as well. But I think some people too, like with all the best intentions – when they're talking to someone, bring things back to themselves because they think they're, like, relating to what the other person is saying. But what they don't realize is, like, that comes off as very, like, self-centered and annoying. And that's the vibe I get from Christina. That she was trying to be, like, oh, yeah, well, like, on my one-on-one when it was about me, blah, 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 trying to connect. And it was just so not that. 
Also, I think she was wasted. There is that factor as well. She was like one more drink away from her hair going on fire at the bar, I think. <laughs> exactly. Jackie yeah. Maroney, 25th yeah. birthday era. But I, yeah, I mean, I think to take someone's thunder after they get the group date rose, her saying like, I'm just confused, it wasn't me. Maybe could have been in your ITM. I don't know if you had to say it to the group, but I kind of wonder. Yeah. She doesn't seem like producers are, she doesn't seem like she has to be pushed by producers. Like, I feel like she's naive enough to just kind of blurt word vomit out without thinking it through, which is, again, Mm -hmm. like a producer's dream. So normally I would say, like, a producer probably, like, egged that on. Like, go tell the girls how you're confused. Mm -hmm. Just talk it out. But I don't think she needs that. Mm -hmm. Like, I think she's fine on her own to stir the pot. Well, that's what I was about to say, too. We also don't know the moments in between of if she was asked how she feels about this situation or, like, if there was any sort of conversation in between that. I could also see a situation where, like, Charity gets the rose and then, you know, the producer's kind of, like, facilitating the conversation of them all sitting at the table and they're like, Christina, like, how do you feel about the fact that Charity got the rose? And then she says, well, I'm confused because I wish it wasn't, I wish it was me or I thought it was going to be me or how is it not me? But they cut out the whole producer asking or someone asking and then it just looks like she's saying it out of nowhere and like not being empathetic there's a lot of things that could be a factor here the theme this week though really has been and I honestly think the theme of the season really has been love you one episode don't like you next episode because we saw that happen with Brianna from episode one to episode two she had a fall from grace and now it's happening to Christina I really thought Christina was going all the way I'm shocked. I thought Christina. Not all the way. To like, and by all the way, I mean top Close five. to the end, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, oh. Guys, the only way to go is down, especially on this season. Someone could be a front runner, like, and then goodbye the next week. Zach truly has a zero tolerance policy for drama. It's like at a job when you have, like, you get one chance. If you, like, plagiarize your homework or something, you're out of college. At your job. At your job. Or, like... <laughs> But, like, Zach doesn't give, doesn't seem to give, like, second chances. He doesn't seem to want to talk it out. Even with Bailey earlier, a lot of times when this has come up in the Bachelor world, it's like, yeah, I think we have regressed a little bit. I would love to spend some time to work on this and see if we can reconnect. It's like, nope, we regressed. We're done. He doesn't give a moment to maybe talk this through. Like, Christina, let's take another week and see what, like, what's going on here. It's so cut and dry with him. I don't know. Well, because I always thought, you know... You know, I wasn't the biggest fan when they picked him as The Bachelor and thought that the reason why is because he's kind of like a bland guy and I thought they could really like push him in certain directions in the same way that I think they pushed Clayton in a lot of directions. And Zach seems to really be like standing his ground and pushing back and being like, nope, this is my decision. This is what I want. I know what I'm looking for. Like, bye. Whereas I think like Clayton could have been convinced maybe to keep Christina a few more weeks. And I I really respect Zach for taking that stance. Mm -hmm. I will say, though... Do you think this is the last we're going to see of Christina? I hope not. Like, I I thought she actually had Bachelorette vibes. She was giving me such Hannah Brown vibes. I feel like the people that are really taken by her are taken by her in the way that Hannah Brown kind of, like, captured Mm -hmm. America's heart. And I would love to see more of her. I would love for her to come back. Yeah, if anyone's going to do it, I think she could do it. But I think we'll tease that later if that's really to come. And I think if she were to come home, I don't think, or not to come home, to come back, I don't think it would change Zach's opinion. It really would be very much, like, producer-driven, like, bring her on for an episode, she'll ruffle some feathers, they have some drama, but then I do think she will go back. No, he's an office manager and he has a zero tolerance policy for drama. He's like, look, Christina, you were fired back in uh, February, 
and uh, we cannot let you back mm-hmm. on the premises. So HR is going to escort you out. Like, I don't think he would, like, even yeah. talk to her again. I would love to see the women tell all when he has to talk to her. Me too. That would be a good episode. Yeah. Allie gets the uh, jumping out of a plane date, a.k.a. Jackie's dream date. Their love is reaching oh new heights. Falling out of the sky is scary, but falling for Zach is terrifying. But if anyone's going to do it, it's Would you Allie. go on a skydiving date? Would you go if someone was like, and by someone, I mean literally The Bachelor was like, hey, Stephanie, yeah. today for our one-on-one, yeah, we're I, jumping out of a plane. I don't want to, but I would. I just always think about this. I wouldn't, but I wonder if it would send me home. I stress more about my hometown date, and granted, you guys know I'm married, so this is totally irrelevant, but I, the amount of time I've thought about my hometown date and how I would be like, this is my couch, and this is where I order DoorDash, and this is the pizza I get, and we're going to watch reruns of Dance Moms on my computer. Like, that's not a good hometown date. but And I've stressed about this. I'm like, no one's mm. going to, like, enjoy watching that. Like, what should I do? I'm sure there's other things you could do. What else is there to do on that island of yours? Come record my podcast with me. This is my co-host, Jackie. <laughs> or I don't know. Go to the mall. Go to the high school. You could do have one of those people who has, like, high school you grew up in. I dates. have no desire to go to, like, a guy that I'm dating's high school and have him point out, like, this is where I first got a blowjob. Like, no. I don't care. Yeah, I wouldn't want to see that either. And, like, also, you're give, getting blowjobs on... If you're getting blowjobs on school property, that's also concerning. Red flag. Mm-hmm. Such a red flag. Question. Do you think my hometown date would have to be in New Jersey? Or could I do it here? Probably I'd have to do it in New Jersey. Like, so Eric, the one who ended up with Gavin, they're broken up. But so he lives, Eric, yes. He lived in Santa Monica, but then he did his hometown date in Bedminster, which I only know because that's where my mom lives in New Jersey. And they went to this park in Natterar that like we go to all the time. So I was like, oh my God. So he did that. They let you have the hometown date wherever you're going to have like the better TV experience. Like whatever the nicer house is. Mm. Whatever. I know that there have been plenty of people that have had hometown dates and it's um, not their house. It's like a rich uncle's house that they just staged there. And the family's all there, but they stage it at the house because it's nice. Yeah. Maybe we should have, um, because we have a behind the scenes of like the fantasy suite dates, maybe we should do a digging up secrets of hometown dates because there's a lot of that stuff that people mm-hmm. don't really know. Yeah. Well, I know for a fact like Madison's hometown date, that house was like her basketball coach's house. Really? Like her dad's friend's coach. Yeah. It was like the coach of Auburn's house. It wasn't her house. Lots to think about. Lots to think about. I just truly don't know. Homework for later. We could do daytime in New York. Maybe then go for dinner at my parents' house in New Jersey. I don't know. Think it through. Don't, don't jump. Don't rush. Yeah. I think you should really think it over and, and flesh out something that's going to be good and win you the rose. That's what's most important here. Mm -hmm. So Allie gets this old school date. It's jumping out of a plane. She gets a private concert. She gets hot. Is she the one that she gets? I know. It was a good day. Is that her or am I mixing her up? Yeah. 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 She gets hot tub time. No, she did. Like they're really kind of making up for the quarantine seasons. Like when Tasha and Zach were like driving in a cardboard taxi. That is, that lives in my head rent free. Like I always think of that and why they ever agreed to do that. And actually acted like... Yeah, that was the hometown. Right, imagine if that was your hometown date. Like, let's <laughs> let's go in this painted cardboard taxi and pretend to hail a taxi. And it could be worse than my uh, Netflix pizza hometown. So we move over to the pool party. 
because Zach doesn't want to have a cocktail party. He wants to have a pool party. Again, another moment that shocked me here is that Brianna goes in to end things with Zach. She wants to leave before yeah. she is left. And I think she has an inkling that had the rose ceremony been happening without her breaking up with him first, she probably wouldn't have gotten a rose. I mm -hmm. think she wants to leave on a high note. And I think she did. No, she definitely did. I had never been more convinced than on Monday night that Brianna is like in with producers because I, I think it was very telling the fact that like before she leaves though she's gonna drop that bomb about Christina and then she's out and I really think I know I don't actually know but I'm guessing very strongly that there was a conversation of Brianna being like I think I'm gonna go like Zach doesn't even like me so like what's the point and I don't really like him so whatever and they were like wait Brianna but before you go can you like do this for us real quick and she was like okay well what are you gonna do for me and they're like well you can come to paradise original cast and she's like okay fine like that girl cut a deal I think she saw what the writing on the wall and was like okay we're clearly not into each other this is if I go further in this it might not go well for me the only way to go is down as Stephanie Parker did say she listens to the pod clearly friend of the show and then she was like, I need to just like get out. I'll do them a favor, drop this bomb, get out, and I'll I'll get mine in the end. And I think we will be seeing Brianna on that beach. I agree. And I think she saved her edit because I think last week people were like, oh my God, Brianna, let it go. And it was mm -hmm. kind of making her look bad. Yeah. That her leaving on her own terms, I thought was a better look for her. Yeah. I was shocked as fuck. Totally. Because literally two weeks ago, I was like, final four. I don't know anything anymore. You think you know, but you I have know. no idea. This is the diary of Zach. Shall cross. I don't know. I, sh I don't know a thing, and I like it. It's better than the predictable seasons of Bachelor's past. But mm -hmm. did you notice when? So they're sitting on like that daybed thing next to the pool. I think some of that conversation didn't actually happen between Brianna and Zach because they don't have any shot of them. They maybe in the beginning have a shot of them together. Then it cuts just back and forth. And there are things that mm -hmm. Brianna says. That Zach doesn't even react to. Like she says, she made she made Charity cry after she got the rose, and then it cuts to Zach, and he's just looking at her, like no reaction. I think Brianna was probably venting to a producer, and it was a little bit of a mm -hmm. Kristen Whitney producer thing here. For OG listeners totally, of the pod, Kristen Whitney revealed that on Nick's season, she was sitting on the couch next next to a producer talking about what was she talking about. About, well, it was with Liz. So Liz was talking about. Um, right, that's it. Her hooking up with Nick, and Kristen was kind of brought into that conversation as like the confidant, but they didn't really have that conversation. Liz was talking to a producer, and so was Kristen. So maybe, what if, what if she didn't say it to Zach at all? Like, I think, she, what if she broke up with him and then the whole like throwing Christina under the bus thing didn't actually happen? But then, like, why would Zach... Then I guess where would Zach have gotten that from? Producers? I mean, he could have gotten it from straight from a producer. Yeah, no, you're right. I don't know. And then, so then he goes back to the women after learning that Christina has, like, ruffled some feathers. Not even... I won't even say a lot. Like, I really do think it's, like, four feathers that she ruffled. It's really not as dramatic as they're making it out to be. And he immediately pulls her, again, zero tolerance for drama because... Other bachelors would then pull other girls and do the little interview section. Like, yeah. hey, have you been experiencing drama in the house? Like, what's been going on? Like, what do you think of Christina? Like, they do that. He went right for her and went right for the jugular, sits her down and says, look, you're fired. You got to pack up your stuff. Yeah. You got to go. HR is going to walk you out. Your computer is being um, erased as we speak. Your hard drive. What else happens when you get fired? 
I don't know. Never been fired. Pack up your things. You will not be here for the Christmas holiday party, but we will send you your check. Oh, for the bonus. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have to miss the lunch because you have to go now and lunch is going to be later. Well, that's not a huge loss. (laughs) Work lunches suck. (laughs) What I do think was interesting was like how Christina was... I mean, obviously, like, crying a lot, but then saying to Zach, like, wait, like, help me fix this, help me fix this, as if, like, her and Zach are this team against the girls that, like, what, she wanted Zach to then step in and be like, wait, guys, Christina's not that bad. It just felt like a weird thing to say. Also, I finally predicted something right. Last week, I predicted the help me, help me, help me was her, and it was. So, yay, I got one right. Mm, Good job. All I know is I don't know anything. You think you know. You have no idea. All right, if nights in with your significant other involve you both scrolling your phones on separate sides of the couch, guilty, it may be time to spice things up. Whether it's Valentine's Day, date night, or just a random Tuesday, Let's Get Deep can help you reconnect with that special someone to get that spark back. From the creators of What Do You Meme, Let's Get Deep is a fun and easy, sexy game to play to connect you and your partner on a much deeper level. So here's how it works. You take turns answering each other's fun, deep, sexy questions from three decks. So there's icebreaker, deep and deeper with like levels of questions and you just play with your partner. That's such a fun way to spend a night in. So whether you're dating, married, friends with benefits, or you're still trying to seal the deal, this game can truly bring you closer together. So Let's Get Deep is perfect for an intimate setting or for a party. Like I actually went to a game night a few weeks ago and brought this game and obviously like it wasn't an intimate sexy game with all of my friends but it's still a fun way to kind of get to know people you just skip like the very sexual questions and just you know you can answer fun things to get to know people and it's really like a fun time over like some drinks and snacks and answer these little questions we had a blast playing it right like it asks you questions that you didn't think that you really needed to know about someone and then you're like you end up in like a 30 minute conversation about various topics it's really cool I actually told my husband, I'm like, for Valentine's Day, we literally are going to play it because we're just going to sit home. Aw, so that's fun. I really do want to play. Yeah. We have an exclusive offer for you guys for a limited time. You can get 20% off with code She's All Batch if you go to whatdoyoumeme.com slash let's get deep. That's whatdoyoumeme.com slash let's get deep. Use code She's All Batch. That's to get 20% off your order. Again, that's whatdoyoumeme.com slash let's get deep. Code She's All Batch. So let's Let's get get deep, deep. literally. Okay, so I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast, but I'm actually moving to a new apartment next week. And obviously when you move, you have to buy a bunch of new things in your new space. But one thing that I'm putting at the top of the list that I need to get immediately is more pairs of Etitude sheets because I have one pair and I love them so much. But now in my new apartment, I have an in-unit washer dryer, humble brag. Whoa. I know, big deal for a New York City apartment. Um, So then while those ones are in the wash, I need another set of sheets to put on my brand new bed in my brand new bedroom in my brand new Woo! apartment so I'm gonna buy like three more pairs I think what well if you do Jackie make sure that you use code she's all batch so go to edit2.com slash she's all batch that will get you $25 off your bedding order and I'm not surprised that you needed to buy a second pair because I've said, I knew I liked Attitude when I tried it. However, it wasn't until laundry day that I was like, oh, no, 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 you cannot go back from Attitude. I put on my previous favorite set of sheets and I was like, what the fuck is this? This is not, I truly, I do not use my old favorite sheets and they were my favorite. 
Yeah, they feel like cardboard when you get into yes. bed now. Literally. Yeah. His attitude is so silky smooth, buttery. And then these old sheets are literally like, how did I sleep on sandpaper for so long? Very interesting. Seriously, why was I sleeping on Legos? So Etitude Sustainable Bedding is made from the world's first non-toxic bamboo fabric. So you can rest easy knowing your bedding is free from harmful chemicals and better for you and the planet. And for me, the comfort level can't be matched. So Etitude wants you to feel your most rested and energized. And you can only get that with good quality sleep. Slipping into these light, buttery sheets. Oh, it's like the best beauty sleep you can possibly get because you are comfortable, you're having good sleep, but also on your hair and skin, like the silky softness makes your hair soft and your skin feels soft when you wake up. It's just doing all the things for me. Yes. I feel like a new woman when I wake <laughs> up out of those sheets. <laughs> Truly, like everything about me is different in a good way. They also keep you cool at night, which I've told you guys a million times is a huge thing for me. I'm like a psychopath running the heat that I can't control and then also running my AC to keep me from sweating through the night. It's absolutely insane. But Attitude Sheets have been keeping me cool even amongst my horrible New York City steam heat. And it's just better. Like in my other sheets, it's like cardboardy and sand papery and then I'm sweating and it's just ugh, horrible. It's like the before and after of like a makeover on a talk show like look at her now and then it's yeah. like Jackie waking up after not sleeping on sandpaper and you look like a beautiful queen. That's what you get with attitude and I'm not surprised and good thing is that you can actually try the sheets 30 nights risk-free. So you might as well just try. Like, yeah, literally, why aren't you trying? Why don't you ask yourself that today? Mm -hmm. Why haven't I tried Etitude Sheets? And then if you can't think of a good enough reason, go to Etitude.com slash She's All Batch. Enjoy $25 off your bedding order for a limited time and try it for 30 nights. But I promise you, at 30, you're going to be like, shit, I need to keep these. But yeah, Etitude.com slash She's All Batch. Happy sleeping. Okay, guys, we're so excited because we have a former Bachelor here. We've had Chris Souls, Ben Higgins, Peter Weber. So our fourth mm -hmm. former Bachelor, Mr. Ben Flanick. Thank you for coming on She's All Batch. Yeah, thanks for having me. Just four, huh? I think there's quite a few of us now. All right. I mean, we're, we're working only, on it. We're, we're new. working on it. Oh, are you? Okay. <laughs> I thought you would be, I thought you'd be impressed, but... Whatever. I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of these bachelor podcasts these days. I mean, congrats on on the traction. So thanks. Thank you. Thanks, yeah. Ben. You've been on our list for quite some time, but it is convenient timing that we get you on this week because um, your former flame just made a cameo on The Bachelor, and she I also heard. just released a podcast. Um, so when was the last time you spoke to Courtney? I know you guys follow each other, so yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're totally fine. We're cordial. It's all good. Um, okay she she reached out and and let me know that she was going to be on the episode and that they were oh. like um kind of they were using the skinny dipping scene or something like that and i was like all right <laughs> you know. wait for this episode that she was just on the skinny dipping thing did you watch it i didn't watch it you didn't watch <laughs> no i haven't watched it in, in so long it's been so long yeah no i think when they did her very very briefly they did her little like Courtney was on this season, and I think they did show the skinny dipping now that you're saying that, but... Anyway, it was it was a good look on her part. That is sweet. To go, stin to go skinny dipping, or...? No, no, just the, head, the heads up, you know. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So you guys are cordial. You've been on good terms for quite some time. Let's go back to when you were announced as The Bachelor. How did they even tell you that you were going to be The Bachelor? Um, it was pretty quick after after The Bachelorette and, and that whole, you know, snafu. Um, <laughs> 
the whole yeah. almost getting engaged thing. Yeah, yeah, that thing, you know, batting 500 at this point. Um, <laughs> there were, uh, it was a few, a few weeks, few days, few weeks, something like that. And I got the call and they were, they were like, would you like to do it? And, um, you know, I had such a positive experience for the most part with Bachelorette. I was like, sure, let's, let's give it a, let's give it a go. Do you know who else was in the running when you were being considered and through like the negotiations? Um, I think, gosh, this was so long ago. I think there, there was a guy on, on Ashley's season named Ames. I think Ames was being considered. Ryan, right? Too? Ryan, Ryan Park. Was it Ryan Park? I th yeah. I followed him on Twitter back in the day. I was just in Hawaii in December um, in, in Oahu. And I hadn't seen Ryan since uh, Fiji in like 2011. Oh my God. And, uh, he, he like pinged, he like DM'd me on, on Instagram and he's like, you're in Hawaii. And I was like, yeah. So we met up and had a couple beers. It was so good seeing him. Honestly. No way. Yeah. He's like happily married and kids and all the things. And, and he's been living in Hawaii for like 10 years. So it was, it was nice to see him. That's so cool. I always liked him and I'm pretty sure he, his name was thrown around as well. I, I, I bet it was. I bet yeah. it was. So you guys didn't have a group chat where you were all figuring it out. Cause some other seasons, I feel like the guys were all close friends because they were on similar seasons and they're, they know like they're all in the running and how they're like pitching each other to ABC, but that was not the case here. Oh, really? No, you know, this was like, a, this was a, a darker time in 2011, <laughs> you know, Instagram was, was just, I think, becoming a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it, you had to, you had to be a, a bit more tight lipped. It's amazing that it was so long ago, honestly, when I think back on it now, um, you know, I don't, I don't know what, what everyone considers the the old guard of of the bachelor era but you know i would i would assume it's probably getting close yeah i mean i feel like back then if you were gonna ask if someone else was being considered you'd have to like mail them a letter yeah something like send them a, a pigeon you know a carrier pigeon yeah yes smoke signal yeah 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 smoke signal love exactly. it love it yeah. um so let's get into it is it true that before you agreed to be the lead jennifer love hewitt was trying to convince you to say no um that is a true statement yeah. Did she want to pay you? I don't remember. I don't remember that so much, but you know, we, we went on a number of dates. We hung out for a while and she was, she was really, unfortunately I had already signed the, the contract and the paperwork. So it was like, yeah, it was too late. I was like, well, you know, there's, there's not much I can do here now. Um, I suppose I could have backed out, but like, you know, we were dating for a couple weeks and it wasn't going to not do the bachelor. I don't know. So did you meet her then after you signed the contract? Yeah, I had already signed. Um, at least that's if, if memory serves me mm -hmm. correctly. Like yeah, I, yeah, I had paperwork and it was a, a thing or maybe it was in negotiation or something. It was getting close. Um, Did she ever talk about coming on the season? Did she? No, no, yeah. no, no. Gosh, no. She was, you know. Imagine. She... I know. <laughs> the <laughs> right? most dramatic season. I know. Yeah, that would have been something. But nothing, nothing but love. She was, she was always uh, so nice, and we had a, a really fun time together. Nothing but love, pun intended. That's right. Oh yeah, that's all right. Yeah. So you get on the show. Now you meet Courtney night one. Did you know it was going to be Courtney from the start? Because we just had your other former flame, Miss Lindsay Cox, on two weeks ago, and she said she knew it was Courtney from the beginning. Did you think it was Courtney from the beginning and just kind uh, of played along? Yeah, it's funny. I, I um. When you guys reached out, I was like, I, I looked you guys at, on Instagram and I saw some like something about Lindsay where she had to like fake cry or something. And I just, I oh, died. yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, she fake cried on your, she fake cried on the proposal. And I was like, oh man. Um, Did you know I, that? I didn't. I had a good laugh. So thanks for that oh, one. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, thanks for still wanting to come on. 
<laughs> yeah, <I was> <laughs> this stuff I'm like so desensitized to any of it um mm-hmm. Courtney, Courtney yeah yeah she was definitely um definitely a, a front runner from from the from the get-go right like you, you you've spoken to her and she has an aura about her and you know confidence and things like that so that was that was really attractive early on yeah yeah we're big Courtney fans so your skinny dipping your skinny dipping moment was that actually pushed by production obviously we see on tv it was Courtney pushing it but do you think that was a producer push more so? I mean, th- that's probably more for a question for her. You know, it was, you know, quote unquote, her idea. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was a great idea at the time. <laughs> um, I still do. It was, you know, it's fun. You know, you're, you're like, you're making television. That's the thing I think most people get up in arms about all this stuff. We're like, at the end of the day, you know, you sign this paperwork and you go on these, this show and like, you're making television, you know? So like make, yeah. t- make TV and it's, and Let's it's make it good. It's great entertainment and i you know I, I tip my hat to the producers nowadays um i had a hard time because i felt like a lot of that that producer um push kind of affected courtney and i's relationship for for a long time so i i harbored some like ill will towards production but now i'm like you guys are geniuses this is a great show well i so. actually had a question about that because like you guys broke up as the season was airing mostly yeah. due to how she was being portrayed on tv but then in later years you said that she got a really shitty edit so i wanted to know like in hindsight now how do you look at it like who do you essentially do you blame like the edit versus you know it's it's a little bit of both yeah okay. i mean the edit was a raw deal but you also have to be smart enough to understand what's going on and i i don't think courtney really understood that they could um cut and chop as they do and so, mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting for me. Everyone always asks me, like, is it a scripted show? I'm like, it's not a scripted show. It's a big edit show. So, like, unless you see the words coming out of someone's mouth in a scene with everyone else in the room, right? Like, it, it, that's the only way it happened. Otherwise, right. if you listen, I don't, I don't know if I actually said this or not, but if you listen to me, like, coming into the room after all the women have arrived the first night and it's like... I I really think that my and it's like wife is in this room, right? So you can, <laughs> yeah. you can like hear where they like pulled that wife from some somewhere else. And so I never said that. Wait, you didn't think your wife was in the room? I didn't say that the first night. You know? We wanted to ask you about a group date. Courtney wasn't on the group date. It was um when you went uh skiing mm-hmm. down the down the street. Oh, in San Francisco, yeah. Jacqueline Swartz revealed on a previous podcast, not ours, on a, I don't remember whose podcast, but she said that everyone was flown back to San Francisco or wherever it was. And you guys had to shoot extra footage in Honda CRVs because ABC booked an ad deal with Hondas. And in the episode, you're like, Hey guys, check out the feature of the Honda CRV. And it's so clearly. Yeah. But that's when they were engaged, right? Yeah. The season had wrapped. Oh, maybe, maybe that's true. I, I remember when we were filming that, we were driving all over and they were like, what was it? The My leap list? It was like this, the, my leap list for the, it was, that's what like. The, oh, yeah. Yeah, your yeah. leap list was skiing. Leap- was that true? Well, no, not really. I mean, it was great. <laughs> it was a really fun date, but I would have, yeah. I mean, maybe they did fly some of the women back to shoot like pickups on that. No, you no, you were there. You well, don't remember that? You don't was remember that? Yeah. You remember it all too well, no? Oh my God, maybe I, maybe I was. I don't know. So what Jacqueline said is that the show's over. 
ABC books this deal. They flew back everyone that was on that specific group date, including you. And you guys then had to act as if you were then on the show. All these girls oh. were still up in the running. And apparently Jacqueline said that's the day they found out you were engaged to Courtney because it was that tight-lipped mm -hmm. era where no one was talking. And oh. they're like, we literally had to pretend like, I don't think the scenes were too like lengthy. So it wasn't that you couldn't really tell, but they're like, we're not actually dating this guy anymore. He's engaged, but we had to be like in the car, like flirty. And does that ring a bell? Are we crazy? It kind of <laughs> does. No, no, no. I don't think you're crazy. Cause like okay. we, there were, there were a number of days and you'll see it in some of they call them like ITMs in the moments, right? Yeah. And some of them were, you know, I spent like three days at the Fairmont Hotel filming pickups. And so you'll see like this one similar backdrop with like this like copper curtain. And like all of that stuff is shot in San Francisco post wrapping the show. And so a lot of oh. that stuff is like thrown in and it's like me doing outfit changes and like rolling through scenes and being like, whoa, I really missed you tonight, right? And so there's like, voiceover stuff and maybe that was a part of the same yeah maybe wait I love this though we were just talking about the whole um putting back on old clothes and having to talk in the moment of mm -hmm. a date that was maybe like yeah. six weeks ago how the hell do you do that like how do you get mentally back to like that place I mean meth method acting I, I have no idea <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea. Is it true that night one, they make all the girls, like, when it ends at, like, 7 a.m., they get to sleep, but then they all have to put on their dresses and do their ITMs after? It Yeah, it depends, like, how late the production goes, mm -hmm. right? And I think you can, you know, the producers aren't monsters. You know, they're trying to get things out of people. But if they're, uh, well, maybe some of them are monsters. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, especially that one. And I think probably more because by the time the first night's over, the sun's up. So it's like everyone's doing these ITMs in the middle of the day. And so mm -hmm. they probably wait till the evening. Yeah. After you get engaged, you used the phrase engaged dating to describe your relationship with Courtney, which she writes about in her book and said that she was very confused about that. What did you mean by engaged dating? And did you read the book? Um, I didn't read the book. I read the first like few pages. A friend of mine had like forwarded me a copy and then I just kind of, that was it. I really, I really didn't read the book. Um, engaged dating. I don't know. I think I thought like the, you know, I, I meant the proposal. I meant the commitment and all that kind of stuff. But it was also like, look, I need to take a year plus to figure out if I really want to marry this person. So that was kind of like the, I think the term that maybe I, I came up with at the time, or maybe I was like mm -hmm. rationalizing the ability to propose to someone that I had met, you know, three months prior. Yeah. Um, Either way, I still like I still stand by you know the, the proposal and the act. Um, obviously, it wasn't it wasn't meant to be, but it, it would be I would be remiss to 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 say that that was was a mistake and that I didn't mean to do it and I was just doing it to date um, mm -hmm. because I I did mean it and and I was you know in love and all those all those things. So, if you had the option to just um, date after the show, do you feel like the leads are pressured? At that time, there was like every season ended with a proposal and an engaged couple. Now it's not so much happening <laughs> as consistently. No, I mean, there's a lot of pe like people that like literally. They I just mean, leave and they're like, we'll date, like literally gets to the end. That's oh, really? The end. Or, yeah. Or they break up before the mm -hmm. show, like they get engaged on the finale. But like everyone knows that by the time after the final rose is happening, like 
they literally are, are already dating other people, which oh, wow. just happened in paradise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's like, or at least there used to be this kind of like unwritten rule that like you're signing up. So you're going to, again, it goes back to like making television. Right. And, and I remember coming out of bachelorette being like, Oh my God, why, you know, that what just happened. And then taking, signing on to bachelor. And I was like, there's no way I'm proposing to anyone. I, was like, <laughs> I remember, I remember th- saying that to myself over and over and over. I was like, there is no way. And had Courtney not been there, I, I don't think I would have proposed to anyone. I really don't. But at the end of the day, you kind of like that unwritten rule, you know, you're signing up to be a part of this experience in this franchise. And like, that's a part of it. That's the biggest part of it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's necessarily so much pressure, but I'm sure you've had people tell you a million times over that like you're in this little, um, micro ecosystem and like it's the only thing you're you're doing and thinking about and it's so concentrated and so Mm -hmm. you know it's you just get you just get so wrapped up in in it all Mm -hmm. and it's hard to break out of that I mean that's why you undergo all these psychological exams and tests and you know meet with these people prior to being casted because I think they need to go for the casting needs to go is this person gonna fucking crack or are they gonna like are they gonna thrive right? Mm-hmm. It's quite, it's quite a process that weekend prior to going in. I mean, it's STD tests and blood tests and psych tests and um, screen tests. I mean, it's, it's intense. Do you want to yeah. talk a little bit about how your experience was going through that whole process? Cause we actually did a whole episode with some people who kind of um, shared their experience and like kinds of questions they ask you on the test. And it was really interesting. Yeah, I don't really remember the the, the tests so much, the, the psych test questions, um, as I do like the the thickness of of that mm. that worksheet. It was it was really thick, and and then having to go in and sit down and <laughs> they would ask, uh, God, I haven't thought about this in so long. This is such a really funny question. They were like. Mm. Um, just like how, how many people have you slept with? And, and we all the guys would talk about this, you know, the first night at the house, right? And be like, did she ask you how many people you slept with? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what'd you say? What'd you say? And everyone was like, I don't know, like a baker's dozen. You know, that was kind of like the, the running joke. Um, is, that six that was, or, is that six or 12? It's 13. 13. It's oh. baker's dozen. <laughs> it's one more. I was like, wait, I wait okay, 13. Okay. A baker's dozen is 13. Got it. I'm not a baker. Those those kinds of questions I think people people remembered, um, but it was um, I remember having so much anxiety uh, that weekend because you really you don't have much control and you're at this this airport hotel and you're you're stuck in your room and you're you're there right and even leading up to the like the first night this is on Bachelorette you know you're you're there for a like a weekend prior and you're kind of locked in your room and so I was like not I was not eating I was um very anxious because I wasn't used to not having the freedoms that I've I've worked so hard for my entire life right Mm -hmm. um it was a bizarre bizarre experience I think a lot of people um historically have like gained weight on the show I lost a ton on the bachelorette because of of because there was I was so anxious um for for a portion of it but it also like it challenged me so hard to to 
understand and deal with those anxieties that like I came out and I, I came out of this like almost traumatic experience feeling like I could like breathe again. So I had like lost all the anxieties in my entire mm -hmm. life. So it was like this really weird anxious period and then this like this healing period and I it came out a lot stronger in understanding how to deal with those things because I was struggling with that stuff going into the show already and okay. so um, you know for that I kind of like tip my hat and thank production and you know the people that were there and the things you got to talk about right Elon was my, my main producer he's no longer on the show on the bachelorette and I still still you know despite him being a producer of the show, still um, am very thankful for those conversations we had for those months and, and really helping me through a lot of things. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned um, being in the hotels and we actually were talking about this earlier today. Um, a lot of people have talked about their experience in the hotels, either right before the show or during the show. Question. I know they take your phone away before oh, yeah. you go into the hotel or after when you're about to go onto the show. Because I've heard then once you're on the show, obviously you don't have your phone. And whenever you go into a hotel, they take the phone out of the room. Is that true? Like the hard, like the hard line, the hard line phone. Yeah, yeah. And the TV. And the TV. Oh, that's what we were asked. We were wondering. We're like, when people go into the fantasy suite, do they also take out the TVs? Like, can you watch TV? But so the answer is yes, they take out the TVs. Yeah, I don't remember any televisions. I missed the. Okay. There's a little more access when you're when you're like the main person, right? Because I was able to like I was running yeah. businesses, so I was able to like email my business partners and stuff. But <clears throat> I missed um, I missed the big uh, earthquake tsunami in Japan in eleven. I missed oh royal, one of the royal weddings. I missed uh, Osama bin Laden being captured. Yeah, a lot oh happened God. that year. <laughs> Wait, you come out and you're like you feel like a what new happened? man. You're like, what yeah, like, happened? We, we landed on the moon. It was like yeah. one of those kind of things, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. So, so no producer told you like, hey, this is what's going on in the world or it's just so hyper-focused on like, you need to find love, Ben. Yeah, no one was really talking about it. I randomly just thought of something um, because I rewatching your season because I love it. I was watching literally the other day and I'm watching the episode where Chantel Newton shows up to surprise you it's kind of edited to look like the reason why you didn't let her stay is because courtney kind of threatened that she wasn't gonna stand for that but is that true like why Chantel newton's so so great why didn't you let her I know, stay i love her <laughs> so nice she was so nice and, it, and it, it wasn't because of courtney it was because of the um the contingent the, the overall contingent all of the women out of respect for them Okay. My thought process in the moment was like, all right, I've already sent some women home. This mm -hmm. is like a second rose ceremony. And if this girl comes in and I say it's okay for her to stay, like I'll have lost everyone. Mm -hmm. but yeah. You know, that's happened a lot since though. Has it? And uh, mm -hmm. they they keep them. <laughs> I mean, Sometimes, I mean, they do both. Yeah. They do both. But oh, two they? very famous times, they kept them. And one was a runner up and one won the season. Oh really? Yeah. So you wouldn't maybe you maybe you wouldn't have lost everyone if you if you kept her. <laughs> maybe not. Did you ever contact her when you were single after the fact? No, no, oh. I didn't. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Let's give know, her a call. Oh, no, she, she's married with children and everything too. Like oh, we, okay. we like communicated in you know years and years ago briefly. And, okay. You know, I think it's interesting because it's been, I mean, for the most part 
we're all like, I'm 40 years old, right? Like we're all grown ass people at this point. And so whatever hard feelings there were at the time now, like anytime you, you interact or someone, you know, sends a message this way or that way, it's, it seems like it's all in like a good fun and this like funny little memory and thing that we all did together, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, I'd be shocked if, if, if anyone was still like, fuck Ben, like, fuck that guy for sending yeah. me. I'd be shocked. Mm -hmm. And if they're still, if they're still holding on to it, call me and we'll talk it. We'll talk you through. Yeah. We'll hash it out. I mean, on our show, literally we had someone come on that he dated someone in paradise. He told me a whole story about how he was upset about what she did to him. And the girl listens to the podcast and she texts me, she's like, can I come on and tell my side of the story? And then she came on and told oh. her side. So, I mean, like maybe Chantel will reach out after this and well, she's married to something. Children. I mean, well, I what if she just wants to say hi? Just to revisit oh, the time. Yeah. 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 Or just say like, hi, Ben. Happy birthday. Yeah, <laughs> you know? sure. I'd welcome a birthday message. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Do you keep in touch with um, with anyone from your season or your experience on the show? No. Well, no. Um, but my, you know, from the Bachelorette time, my, my one of my best friends in the world is Lucas Daniels. I don't know if you remember him or not, but he yeah, was like I do. five, a boy from Texas. Texas yeah. kid, West Texas. Um, I have spoken to Lucas almost every single day for the last 12 years, 11 years. Aww. And and he's like, I was in his wedding and I've watched his children grow up and I'm so proud of him. And like, I literally was, I've chatted with him earlier this morning. He's just, he's become one of my best friends in the world. And awesome. uh, so there, there are a lot of like beautiful things that come out of it. Right. And like, you know, it was a different time too. I'm sure like that people are still, it's that very fraternal experience as you go through it and when you're shooting and i'm sure there are like people are making relationships but back then it wasn't like you weren't really doing at least i don't think at least i wasn't and i know lucas wasn't and a few others we just like we're doing it for the story and the experience it wasn't about being famous you mm -hmm. know and so yeah. there was a little bit i feel like the people were a bit more genuine in their in their totally. intent, uh intentions i should say um and so that makes me happy to like know that I'm I'm still friends with with people who, um, yeah. like like me didn't want to be famous. Well, you maybe didn't want to be famous, but you spent some time with like one of the most famous people in the country, Chris Jenner. I need to ask about Chris Jenner because I feel like everyone's so confused by it. Did you date Chris Jenner? No, no. So I, it's really funny. I I feel like I've stated this a million million times over, but it's still um, confusing. It's not that confusing. No, I never dated Kris Jenner. You know, we were, we were friendly and cool. And I did her talk show. And one of the producers, um, Adam Mansfield from The Bachelor, was a producer on her show. And she, like, casually, <laughs> at the end of the taping, was like, hey, if you're ever in L.A., just, like, you know, hit me up or whatever. And I was like, cool. And I got her phone number. And then the next time I was in L.A. with a business partner of mine, I was like, hey, business partner, I'm out of town. Like, what are, you, what are you doing? She's like, come on, buy the house and we'll like, have some wine and stuff. So, like, we all went over there and just started, like, hanging so out and had crazy. fun time. You know, yeah, it was it was like that. And, um, you know, I, I don't know what, you know, they probably have, the, you know, the million PR teams. And um, at one point, one of the Bachelor producers was like, called me up and like what are you, you what are you doing stop just stop this and I was like well she's really nice she's just like they're fun people and it's like you know you're hanging yeah, why out was he saying no I don't know I think that it was uh I don't know I think that it, he was maybe looking out more for me um just from like a like an optical standpoint mm. uh, and that like the longer I stayed in that the more crazy it was probably going to get um 
<clears throat> I don't know. It stayed I, in I, what? Like the, where they're filming the show, keeping up with the Kardashians or like no, being part in, of that? It stayed in the, the company scene. and like the friendship and the scene, oh. and that, right? Because they kept inviting me to things and, you know, I'm a, a friendly guy. And so we just, they'd come up here and like Kanye played a show in Oakland and my buddy and I were just like, on stage with Kanye, you know, I think the normal things that one would yeah, do, right. you know, get, in the, get in the private jet and go back down to Los Angeles and, you know, th things like that, right? They were, um, they were very gracious and, and very nice to me. So I have um, nothing but kind things to say about um, that, that family. Do we still um, have Chris Jenner's phone number in the phone? Yeah, yeah. Can we call her? Can we call her? <laughs> I highly doubt she'll pick up. Well, but what if she does? Or I honestly, even just to hear her voicemail, to be like, hey, it's Chris Jenner. Leave a no, message. No, Wait, no. Was, okay, when was the last, hold on, no, no. When was the last text you have with her? It's been quite some time. You know, a, a lot a lot of that relationship was like business oriented. And I was building some, you know, some tech, some SaaS products and things like that to kind of like, and I reached out and I was like, I'd love to talk to um, Kylie's team about like maybe implementing some of like our software and helping with the cosmetic line and things like that. So she's always been willing to like intro me into like those teams to potentially like work That's and collab. Nice. Think, things like that, right? Nothing's ever come to fruition. I was working, potentially working on like a, a wine line for the family and things like that but wow um, yeah that's that's, cool. that's the relationship. yeah it's great that's, and so you know she's very cordial and if I email her or, or text her she generally gets back but it's always professional it's always like mm -hmm. yeah professionally I would literally drop dead if we can get Chris Jenner on the podcast to help us recap an episode can you if you just professionally talk to her in the future <laughs> tell her that I I would die like I literally me too. Die. I will ask yeah we'll ask sometime okay. Okay. Yeah, your next, your next, no problem, but just had to throw it out there. Right. We're manifesting it. It's happening. Maybe not this year, next year, once we grow a little more. I know. Well, the people didn't just make up that you were dating, though. I think there was like some kind of like flirty, flirty. Yeah, sure. some like flirty, flirty stuff. But yeah, there wasn't any, there wasn't any dating, right? Engaged just... dating, just like. Engaged dating. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to get it out of me. I know, I know, but trust, just, I want you to know that I know. Yeah, yeah, okay. That, okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so what is life like today? We asked a lot about your past and thank you for putting up with all of that, but how is life now? Life now is great. Um, I'm, you know, I'm like I said, I'm back in quaint little Sonoma, California. Um, just, you know, continuing to, to, found and co-found companies and businesses and just I don't think it'll ever end unfortunately I'm just waiting for one of these gigs to you know last forever but um I'm working on a um I actually have a, a television development deal that's um very close to be getting done with Amazon Studios um cool. working on for like the last five months um which is really really exciting so I'm kind of I'm like venturing back into television um not in in front of the camera, but behind it this yeah. time around. Um, and then I have a um, like a tourism media production company called Visit Sonoma here, where we just we basically just promote Sonoma County tourism. And um, it's been really fun to kind of work with all my friends and you know people in the local businesses and in town. And um, I have like I have a girlfriend. I have a very serious girlfriend and. Um, she lives in Napa, but she's she's here a lot in my home in Sonoma, so that's good. And uh, did she watch The Bachelor? She never. No, 
she didn't and she's not on social media and all these things and it's so wonderful and refreshing <laughs> i was gonna say by your instagram i didn't know that you were dating but maybe it's yeah it's um on. it's not i don't i don't think it's ever gonna be a thing um which is really refreshing i was gonna say yeah, that's no so more nice. public relationships that is nice mm -hmm. did mm -hmm. when you met her did she know you had been on the show or was that something that you guys talked about later um i don't know i think she maybe figured it out like a week or two later what a uh, crazy thing to figure out with someone you no. randomly go on a date with and you're like oh they were on a tv show it's it definitely it definitely came up a little later and every once in a while we watched actually we watched um we watched one of my episodes together and i was mm -hmm. just cringeworthy for me right <laughs> i was like curl up in a ball on my couch yeah. and she she thought it was hilarious she loved it um i don't think we'll do that again <laughs> but do you remember uh, the episode? I'm so curious to see, like, to think about you rewatching it and being. We cringe. watched we watched the Sonoma episode. Um, okay. Just because it, you know, seemed relevant, and mm -hmm. and that you know what, and that was a month or two ago, and uh, oh, like recent. It really, yeah, it was. Well, it's on Hulu now, apparently, uh, which we had made it a lot easier, and. It was such a cute little episode, you know, doing like the little uh, performance in downtown Sonoma with like the community center there. And oh yeah, it was a, it was a cute little episode. And I, I kind of I think back on um, you know that that time in my life and and the exposure that it provided for for this town that I, I hold so near and dear to my heart. And it was it was really good for um, for the people and the businesses of of Sonoma County. And so I look back on that and like you know you you can hold your head head high that was a really really kind of like sweet episode yeah that's really it my sister has two kids my mom lives two blocks away I'm helping her you know with things in the attic and you know standard things that this stuff. <laughs> live in the dream same old same old yeah nice. well uh where can our um listeners keep up with you do you want to plug any specific business venture or social media platform or anything like that um yeah maybe <laughs> what's yeah, I mean, at Ben Flanick is my Instagram handle, but, you know, more importantly, visit visit.sonoma is um, is probably the like the handle to follow if you're interested in, you know, coming and visit and like want to understand what to do from from a local. And then I have a, a team of, of like amazing travel agents that will actually like book out all these itineraries and experiences and vacations for you and stuff like that, too. So oh, maybe like we'll come seeing like local run to Sonoma. We got the inside track. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts Fest 2.0, our next yes. meeting. Or 3.0, so, yes. Yeah. What's it called? Well, Fots is um friend of the show. All of our listeners are Fots. Oh. So we've had Fots Fest last year. And um we're always looking to do more Fots Where Fest. Where the next so venue can, is gonna be. Yeah. We can look into Sonoma Fots Fest, hosted by Ben. That would be fun. Plenty of wineries out here, you know. I know. Oh, I know. Wine tasting, it'll be so fun. Yeah. All right, we're making it happen. Thank you so much for coming on. This was a really fun interview and really mm -hmm. cool. You were an open book and I think the listeners will really like hearing about everything. Cool. Yeah. Appreciate it. No problem. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, right, guys. Bye, Ben. And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, stop what you're doing. Grab your grandma's phone. Rate us five stars. Write us a nice review. What are you waiting for? I'm talking to you. Yeah. If you haven't written a review, we know. Yeah. We have a I'm list. Gonna be checking. We're checking it twice. We do have a list. I know. So don't be on the wrong side of that list, okay? <laughs> um, also... <laughs>
<laughs> was that threatening? Yeah. Was that scary? Did I scare you? Um, all right, well, good. You should be scared. So join our Facebook group. Check out our Patreon. There's a lot of fun bonus episodes there. Um, what's our most recent one? Behind the scenes of... Yeah, Patreon.com slash she's all that. Also on our Patreon account, so we have different tiers. There is the first tier that you can get access to all the video versions of our um, interviews. I know a lot of people will see the teasers that I make for social media, and they're like, well, obviously you have the video footage. Where is it? All of the interviews mm-hmm. are on Patreon. So a lot from the past and then all of our current ones that are coming out. So you can check that out over there. Or you can go to the second tier, which you have access to the interviews, plus all of our bonus content, which, like Jackie said, Fantasy Suites, Behind the Scenes is our current episode. But we also have a lot of other shit that has been leading up mm-hmm, and more mm-hmm, to come. Mm-hmm. Also, it's ad-free bonus content. And a quick shout out to Helena. She is a FOTS and she sent Jackie and me adorable handmade knit um, hats, snow hats. And I've, so she sent them Mm -hmm. to me. Sorry, Jackie, I'm going to be giving them to you when I see you next. But I've been wearing them both. I really like them. So check out her Etsy shop. I wanted to give her a cute little shout out. Her uh, Etsy shop is Helena Zara Handmade. And the stuff is really cute and really good quality. So thank you, Helena, for taking the time to make us hats it's so sweet and i know i really they're awesome i've literally worn them out already so thank you just follow us follow stephanie at she's all batch follow me at jackie underscore i think that's it okay bye bitches bye.